It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When it comes to horror games, more is quite often, well, more. It's a genre that thrives on pushing the limits of taste and bathing its audiences in blood, body horror, and sometimes a bit of boob as well, assuming that the nudity then leads to murder, as is shown in so many horror films. However, as you can imagine, there has to be a point, even within the industry of extreme, where enough is enough. We simply can't show the horrible things that you've planned out of fear of alienating an audience, causing controversy, or simply alerting those around you that you might require medical assistance. And it was actually these attempts at showcasing graphic content that saw the ESRB being formed as a response to violence and other non-PG material in video games, and horror titles still have to abide by their classifications. Yet has this stopped horror video games from trying to go beyond? Hell no! Hence why across the years we've seen so many titles caught controversy that has resulted in a positive or negative spin for the game itself. And these eight titles, well they pushed all the wrong or right buttons depending on how you look at it. So let's take a look at them as I. I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are eight horror video games that took things too far. Number eight, graphic executions, Manhunt. It must be a dubious honour for Rockstar to hold the most violent video game ever tag for Manhunt 2, as not only is this a rightly deserved plaudit, but it's actually one that's marred the developer as a workforce that will chase controversy over anything else. Now, luckily, we've seen the studio toned down somewhat since those edgelord days, but for a good old while, the Manhunt franchise was the go-to place for gamers to explore a bit of the old uber-violence. However, even returning to the more air quotes tame, and I do use that word lightly original title, Manhunt is still full of content that would make even the hardy of us wince. The concept of unwillingly starring in a snuff film is horrible to begin with, but the level of detail that went into the execution animations really pushed the blood-soaked boat out. From smashing people's faces in while they gasp for air trapped within a plastic bag, from being garroted so hard that you actually slice somebody's head off, players could unlock even more brutal finishers by stalking their prey for longer. Manhunt soon became known as a title that used violence as gratification. And while Rockstar were keen to hold up a mirror and say, well this is how society fetishizes violence in the media, the presentation here was stomach-churning to say the least. Number 7. Doki Doki Literature Club Fourth wall breaking moments in video games can elicit all sorts of different effects within the player base. Some can be humorous nods and winks, others can call into question the very nature of gaming itself, but when it came to Doki Doki Literature Club, few of us realized just how far this title was going to push the envelope. When you begin your time with this game, you might rightly assume that it's just another romance novel-esque dating sim, and you know what, for a while, it actually appears to hit those specifications. Yet things take a hard left turn when the tone of the game plunges into the horrific, with characters killing themselves and becoming aware that they're actually in a video game directly talking to the player. 
There's even an action where one of the main characters asks you to enter the game's directory files and delete information from the title itself. It becomes this horrifying meta experience that blurs the lines of reality and fantasy and does it convincingly enough that it will leave you frozen to your core for hours, if not weeks after. Number 6. Silent Hill Homecoming the Silent Hill games have always had their finger on the pulse when it comes to knowing just how to make their audiences squirm. With a clever blend of brooding atmosphere and enemies that aren't just horrifying to look at but also showcase all manner of repressed fears, the series has, or had, gone from strength to strength. And while later entries might not have captured the hearts of fans and critics in the same manner as the originals, Silent Hill Homecoming really did want to make a name for itself. In an attempt to recapture the glory and gory days of old, Homecoming's development team Double Helix sought to bring more body horror and violence to the table in an attempt to make gore and psychological horror exist within the same title equally. What this meant was a lot of broken bones, horrible body mutilation, and even a complete bisection. This, as you might expect, raised eyebrows across the board, as while Silent Hill had in no way been shy about violence, it had up until this point lacked the graphical processing power to make these actions look as disgusting as they were. For some countries, this depiction was enough for them to issue bans, and in the case of Germany, the game was barred from being imported as well, thereby removing its trace from the area entirely. Number 5. Hatred I genuinely despise having to talk about hatred any more than I need to, just because the game itself is just a desperate attempt to generate sales through this edgelord outlook of, oh, I'm so dark and brooding that I'm going to murder people for no good reason. However, it is also a perfect example of a horror game that took things too far just for that reason. And yes, I do classify this as a horror title because A, look at the presentation, tone and content, and B, the game is horrific to play, trust me, that pun is genuinely better than this cack is to control. It's it's incredibly easy to see why this game courted controversy, starring a grease bag and a duster who wants to cause the world as much pain as possible before dying himself, and offered some truly brutal depictions of murder on innocent people. If this game had a shred of self-awareness, then maybe it could have been a visceral Black Mirror-style commentary on our own society, but it takes itself way too seriously for this, and as a result, simply becomes another piece of truly offensive gaming material. This shit sets the industry back, people. Do not support it. Number 4. Devotion If there's one thing that the video game industry has been made frighteningly aware of, it is that you should not mess with China. I know it sounds a little strange to say, but over the course of the last few years, we've seen instances of companies erring on the side of caution when it comes to pissing off the production giant of a company, and in the case of Devotion, a horror title made by Red Candle Games, we witnessed a showcase of review bombing so bad that the game is now no longer available for sale on Steam. Now, the issues stem from the fact that there's a text-based joke scrawled onto a wall within the house that the game takes place in, which compares the Chinese Paramount leader to Disney character Winnie the Pooh. Now, this has been a fairly recent meme, which the internet obviously ran into the ground within a day, and so its inclusion here is rather bizarre to say the least. However, one much less funny outcome was that the game received an obliteration of negative reviews, proving that you can indeed take a joke too far. It's a shame as well, because the game itself is incredibly well-directed, calling on the previous successes found in the likes of P.T. and Visage. I would actually recommend playing it if you can get your hands on it. Number 3. Shadow Man Second Coming 
So the Shadow Man series is an oddly fascinating one. Now, the original game landed with all the impact of a loose bowel movement when it came to sales and reviews because while being hyped up to the nines for months and having an aesthetic and narrative that was genuinely original, the actual gameplay truly missed the mark, being janky and feeling extremely dated. However, this did little to stop this game from attaining cult-like status amongst those who saw beyond the technical limitations of the title. And there was enough groundswell for Acclaim to begin working on a sequel which, again, unfortunately ended up failing to set the world alight when it came to reviews. Yet, this didn't stop the sequel from garnering a ton of heat for its, well, rather insensitive approach to marketing. Acclaim decided that the best course of action in order to sell a game based on an undead bounty hunter of sorts was to propose pinning adverts for the game on real-life tombstones in cemeteries across America. The plan was then to pay families of the deceased for the headstone ad space, but needless to say, the plan failed in a catastrophic way, being lambed bastard by the mainstream media. So in this instance, it's not the game itself that took things too far, but the publisher that was too busy chasing that dollar dollar in order to see how tasteless this move actually was. Number 2. Night Trap It might be a strange thing to consider by anyone who's actually played Night Trap recently, but at one point in time this was THE game that pushed the envelope too far, or at least according to the media that was, who apparently never played the game. Now, Night Trap, according to Senator Joe Lieberman, was a game that promoted sexual violence against women and featured explicit sexual content, and he took these views to national hearings in order to try to get the game banned, comparing the title with other infamous controversy chaser, Mortal Kombat. This negative press spin started, lest we not forget, by a man who confirmed that he had not played Night Trap saw the developers in hot water across the board. Adding to the controversy was Nintendo, who publicly announced that Night Trap would never be made available for their consoles, which was actually a rather underhanded swipe at the fact that Night Trap couldn't even be run on their consoles as it required a CD-ROM, and therefore it was actually just a dig at Sega to make them appear more morally dubious by hosting the game on their console naughty Nintendo. When playing the game for yourself, you'll see that it's just got nothing of the sort. It's tame, boring by today's standards even, and it has a message of saving people rather than instigating sexual violence against them. It's a rare example of the game itself being taken too far by everything other than its own content. And number one, Agony. When you're basing a video game on hell itself and all of the nastiness that it entails, then you're pretty much announcing to the world that your game is not going to be for everyone, and Agony certainly delivered when it came to representing utterly bleak images of our worst nightmares. The game found itself in a rather unusual situation, in that it was an immensely successful Kickstarter project and therefore not bound by the same worries and margins of a bigger publisher or developer. This also meant that its depictions of graphic violence, nudity, torture and sex went unmonitored until it was time to be released. Ratings boards only had to sniff the box art to know that this content was filthy, so gave it an AO or adults only rating, something which only a handful of games have ever been branded with. This put Mad Mind Studio into a bit of a pickle, as the age rating meant that distribution in certain countries was now impossible. In short, they had gone way too far and now had to backpedal by toning down the violence considerably. This, in turn, arguably affected the tone of the game for the worse, and now we were experiencing a much more PG version of Hell, something that the game actively promised that it would try to avoid. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 